welcome to our inaugural My Mic Sounds Nice podcast, a freestyle conversation focusing on health, relationships, and culture. I have the privilege of being one of your hosts, Timothy Jones, a.k.a. Brooklyn, New York, in the building. My mic sounds nice. Welcome, everyone. I am Kevin Williams, coming from the Bronx. Glad to have you here with us. I'm Aaron Lloyd, the third host from Long Island, New York, Strong Island in the building, and my mic always sounds nice. Let's get it, fellas. All right, today we're going to talk about Kwanzaa, a celebration started by Milana Karanga more than 50 years ago for African Americans. It's celebrated over seven days after Christmas from December 26th through January 1st. The name Kwanzaa is derived from the phrase Matunda Ya Kwanzaa, which means first fruits in Swahili. Each family celebrates Kwanzaa in its own way, but celebrations often include songs and dances, African drums, storytelling, poetry reading, and a large traditional meal. So each one of these days has a uh, is dedicated to a principle. We're going to discuss the principles, and it's going to tie into the discussion we're going to have today. So the first principle for day one on December 26th is unity, which is basically about striving together to maintain unity, family, community, nation, race. Day two is called uh, self-determination. In Swahili, that's kujajagalia. And that is to define and name ourselves as well as to create and kind of speak for ourselves. Day three, collective work and responsibility, ujima, which is to build and maintain our community together. Day four would be ujama, cooperative economics. And that's about creating our bills, maintaining and creating our businesses, shops, so we can all profit together. Day five would be purpose, which in Swahili is Nia. And that is basically, what is your purpose? What are you doing of trying to develop our community? Day six is Kumumba, which is creativity. And day seven, Amani, the last day is faith. This podcast is about three men who've been friends and brothers for more than 30 years, three men who have been married for over 20 years, three men who are in their early 50s. So when we look at our lives, we felt that our health, our relationships, and our culture were the pillars that we stand upon. And we wanted to use this inaugural show as a launching pad for us to bring the Nguzu Saba beyond December 26th to January 1st and have us carry this so that we will look at health. So for the next few minutes, let's look at health through the lens of these seven principles. How do these seven principles play a role in our health? <laughs> it's funny, in 2020, this was kind of the year where it was all about the Nguza Saba, just tying into particularly our own, you know, within the black community. As far as health is concerned, it was all collective work and responsibility, just trying to stay healthy together. Everybody yeah. wearing masks, people, yeah. uh, you know, people are social distancing. Uh, it, it, it's some it's something that um that was extremely important, and I know even amongst us and some other larger group of friends, we've talked about okay, as we get older, make sure we stay active. What things are we going to do to make sure to push one another? Share yeah. our stats, yeah. kind of just daily share our stats, do things pushing. It's nah. so it, it's interesting you say that, Kev, about the collective work and responsibility, because in 2020 
the whole notion of wearing masks to protect others actually resulted in a lot of pushback. Yeah. Because yeah. people felt, it, it, exactly, because people felt it was infringing upon my right. And then later on, it's like, well, wearing a mask protects you. But if we were to operate in these principles, then health messaging would be received differently because based upon our uniting and collective work and looking at cooperative economics, think about the economics that have been lost yeah. because we didn't see ourselves collectively and didn't see ourselves having a level of responsibility that went beyond our own self. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think about uh, how we've responded to this pandemic. It's almost, we almost forget what things were like when on March 17th, when life completely changed and NBA shut down there was a sense of, there was more a sense of unity because people didn't understand just exactly what this pandemic was. So everyone stood six feet apart. Everyone said, okay, I'll wear a mask because quite frankly, they thought, hey, I, I could possibly die. And once there was this messaging out there that, hey, you know, younger people will be okay, children will be okay, and people became less concerned and got COVID fatigue, that unity went away. Now people wear a mask because they may be required to in a store, but no one's looking at you if you're five feet or four feet away as opposed to six feet. And that sense of, like you said, Tim, individualism versus collective unity, it's almost gone now. And and, it, and we're paying the price, like you said, economically and, and other ways, because until we get back to unity, until we get back to uh, doing things not just for ourselves but for everyone else, we're going to have three people, three thousand people dying a day. You know, it's funny, Aaron, Aaron, that you say that talking about the unity. And I think, as you're talking, I'm thinking about goes. I'm going thinking of near. Like, what is the purpose? Like, constantly, what are we doing? What, what is what is our purpose? Why are we putting on these masks in our in within our community? You know. What are we doing? What are we doing trying to be healthier as we eat? What are we doing trying to have more healthy habits? How are we, uh, you know, supporting one another in these healthy habits? <laughs> and, and we, go ahead, Tim. yeah, go, go ahead, eh? Because then no, we're and, gonna, and, gonna slide to the next one. So I'm, I'm gonna give you the last mic drop on health. Yeah. And you know, and honestly, um, what are we doing, uh, in terms of the community? Uh, uh, in for, as far as taking care of ourselves, not just within our individual home. Like, where is your responsibility to your others? Hey, did you go get your physical? Hey, are you, you know, are you taking care of yourself? Are you taking care of your, your mother, your grandparents? You know, that entire... Did you get your colonoscopy? Yeah. My physical is today, fellas. Facts. So, so by the time you hear his this show, Aaron would have successfully had his physical and mine's will be in the first quarter of 2021. That's true. But when you, 
which is why we got his voice now because it might be a little higher if we record it later on <laughs> so you're talking about purpose and the way that they identified it like to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness that to me is a great segue to our second pillar which is relationships and these relationships cover the full spectrum of our lives. And we are coming out of a year where these relationships have been tested and, and proven and developed in ways that probably were unforeseen in our wildest imaginations for the year that was 2020. So let's build for a sec on relationships through the lenses of these principles as well as our own experiences so we can keep our mic sounding nice and keep the listeners perched to our wisdom by accident. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny when you, when when I think about relationships and coming from the, probably the the least religious person on this podcast right now, I think of faith. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I think in just the belief in a person belief in, you know, now obviously I'm talking about my wife, but it goes beyond your wife. Just all the people that you love, you just you want to have faith in them, faith that their hearts are pure, faith that their hearts are you know correct, um, faith that you're doing what you need to do. Uh, because I feel like when just kind of when you have that faith, you get to operate, you have relationships with people on a more pure level, and you're not constantly looking at them like, okay, I gotta watch them, they're gonna stab me in my back. And whether that's in your personal family, whether that's work relationships, other things, and it just makes yeah. it more an easier life. Yeah. Um, one, you know, we're in long uh, term relationships. Um, you need some creativity too, and 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 and, and you no, know, really keeping your relationship while you laughing at me, man. Keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. Keep it fresh and funky, man. Nah, it's true. That really, and uh, you know, and if a marriage is not collective work and responsibility. You know, Ujima, like, what is it? You know, uh, it's a a real, uh, it's a building process with another person where you have tons of responsibility to that other person and to your future together. So um, I think yeah. the seven principles, you know, almost all of them except for, well, shoot, even uh, cooperative economics. I mean, I was about to say. Be, be, be broke. That'll change your relationships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're we, we thinking about relationships and I think about Umoja that the relationships to our families, but our community, our nation and, and our race and because of, of technology, you think of the anguish and the pain and the death that we've seen in our communities, uh, the way the disparities have just come to full light. It's not that these things are new, but they became new because people were able to see it play out in such a way that it really was undeniable. And I think when we're talking about relationships, how do we develop the compassion to truly operate in unity? What does it take for me to feel 
that you're in pain without me having to actually feel the pain? What does it take for me to be moved by the circumstances that we see in our communities and not just moved where you have a moment of emotion, but moved to the point of action? And, and I think that's something that we collectively can build upon because that would tie into the cooperative economics, our relationships to the small businesses in our community, the relationships to to one another, the fact that we're talking about starting an investment club. There's so much that's tied into relationships, dude. You know, we yeah. do a better we do a better job wishing our children and our spouses uh happy birthday. Like those things that may seem very simple, but especially in this moment, we don't know what a text can do. We don't know what a phone call can do or prayer can do or or a simple act of kindness yeah. can do that that's we want to just hold on to that as we move forward it, it's funny when you talk about those uh just you don't know what a phone call can do i always go back to you know i was i, I was a single father for a minute and when i had first uh, the first christmas i had my daughter didn't have any money had a job but not making enough money pretty much dead broke and uh, you know, y'all were definitely around. It was Christmas time, and I didn't buy a gift. And you know, my mother calls, mother and father call. Hey, what's going on? How's Christmas? Would you get for your daughter? Eh, yeah, I really didn't get anything. Now I'm, I'm eating like one meal, one meal a day. So sister calls. Would you get for? Her? Eh, I didn't get her anything. They're like, what? And so they're like, kind of giving me the business. I'm feeling bad. And then uh, somebody's girlfriend gave me a call and was like, hey, I just wanted to call and see how you were doing. Um, wish you a Merry Christmas. And to this day, that felt like the best Christmas gift I ever received. That like literally just lifted my spirit right at that moment. And it's kind of that just what you're talking about, those relationships in this moments where we've been separated because of COVID, you know, those relationships and maintaining those relationships are extremely important. Yeah. You know, the older I get and the more I try and figure out life, you know, uh, for me, you know, and you could change the word, you know, for me, it's God, family, and friends. And you could say spirituality. You could say, you know, your your way that you live your life, whether it's not God, you know, whether you have a some type of system in which you believe or, or code that you hold yourself to. But all of that falls back to relationships, your relationship with your friends, you know, because all these other things that people can get focused on, you know, finances, you know, obtaining more things. None of those things will make you happy. You can have fun going on vacation, but if you're on vacation by yourself, it don't mean nothing. If you're on vacation with your, your, your spouse or your children, then it becomes important. So I can, you can almost say relationships are at the core of everything, you know, it is, but and I'll say, but there is a relationship with oneself that yeah. that is paramount. Oh, absolutely! Know, because absolutely. even like in Proverbs, it talks about in order to have a friend, you must first be friendly. But there's a friend that sits closer than a brother, and at, at, at times we sometimes overlook. Oh no! Absolutely. That 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 need yeah, for being yeah, being being with oneself. But as we transition and you're talking about relationships, uh, we all have had a lifelong relationship and connection with hip hop as probably the driving 
force of of our culture and we are old enough and have been blessed enough that i would dare say that we probably were introduced to different levels of our africanness of being of african descent and what african culture can look like through a hip-hop paradigm though for us when we're talking about culture we're talking we're unapologetically black we're unapologetically african we're unapologetically hip-hop and let's talk about culture from the mike sounds nice perspective but diving in to these principles because we are still stakeholders in the culture that has shaped and informed almost every aspect of our being i hip-hop definitely um was the gateway for us to even be open to something like, you know, Kwanzaa or the Nguza Saba or any type of, you know, black nationalism, you know, or any type of uh, openness to loving your black self. Because prior to that, you know, my life and the era that we grew up in was White America was on television. The perfect version of the family was a white family. The perfect version of, you know, you know, a, a fam, you know, economics was, you know, all white. You yep. know. Yes. And hip hop, being the first generation to really grow up on hip hop, allowed us to feel proud of ourselves, allowed us to have purpose, allowed us to have unity, allowed yep. us to say, hey, I can put on you know, this African medallion. And I know those were simple things, but they were important to having us open our mind to grow and learn and be receptive to our own selves and loving ourselves. Yes. When I think about the culture, I think back to uh, like Beach Street, where in Beach Street, where they were, um, the guy goes breakdancing for the woman that he was dating, and basically, she wanted to steal the moves, and so they film it, and he and she's like, "All right, thank you," and then basically puts him out. And he says, "You know, I want to see the tape. You know, I've, I've never seen that on tape before." Yeah, that that to me that was hip hop. I've never seen anybody that looked like me. You know, when I looked when we were younger, whether it's the Jackson Five, the Temptations, or whatever R and B group was out there, Lionel Richie, we ain't dressed like that. We we ain't walk the streets looking like that. Yeah. When, you know, when I looked at hip hop, it's like, oh, that's me. When I yeah. went to the shows, oh, they dress just like me. Yeah. And, yeah. and it it was kind of that. That was just the introduction where you fell in love, and then they they gave you, you know, they you were getting things. Public Enemy. They they were just giving you different different things to explore, enjoy, and but but there's there was a beauty and a blessing for us being the age we were. Because even if we look at culture through Erickson's stages of psychosocial development, and we were coming out of teenage years, so we're coming out of the psychosocial development stage of identity versus identity confusion. So this is why the symbolism to some may have been simple, but for us, it was so important because we're getting X-Clan, we're getting PE, we're getting Queen Latifah, and we're in college. 
Like, so we're at the age where there's some freedom to really dive in and figure things out. And these are the things that are speaking to us. All three of us are also representing Howard University. I can't put into words what that spray painted Africa on the <laughs> on the on the yard meant in yeah. front of Douglas. Like you know, people wouldn't even step on it. People yeah, yeah, walk around, around it. Yeah, it's like you. I mean that 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 became hallowed ground. I mean, you, versus coming up in New York City, you got graffiti on the train. But to see that and and to see where people took off the gold ropes and put on the African beads and. To, I believe that when you have been robbed of who you are and you come into that knowledge, your actions may seem over the top because you're trying to combat the years and years of is what Aaron talked about. The only thing we saw that was successful that wasn't just straight dancing and entertainment were white. Yeah. Until we until we saw hip hop and that gave us and then we were able to take that and put it to a college setting was then we brought the culture with us. Like we brought hip hop yeah. to college in, yeah. in, in, in mass. Like there was some older than us that went. But for us, we really in our foot lockers with our red alert tapes, we brought a hip hop mindset that was ever evolving into this college context. So we really shaped culture and yeah. we through our relationships and it definitely benefited our health. So when you talk about health relationship and culture through these principles, this for us, this is the launching pad. So we didn't want to present this as a Kwanzaa show per se, but we wanted to hold on to these principles and present them in such a way that as you're listening to this inaugural show, you will hold on to these principles, but also think about your health, think about your relationship and think about your culture and think about it while you take 20, 30 minutes out of your time and listen to three brothers who collectively form one cohesive brain at times. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Def, definitely. And shout out to Howard administration for not removing that graffiti on the yard because if you think about it, should have been taken off the next day. <laughs> yeah, it stayed there for years. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely, it definitely stayed there. But I definitely want to thank my my two brothers. Uh, yes, Mike sounds nice. Is is a trio, uh, you know. So you can't have daylight without the soul. <laughs> can't have right. without the quest. <laughs> you can't be brand, can't be brand without a Nubian. <laughs> so. We'll probably during the year, because we told you to live with these principles 24-7, 365, you'll probably hear us mention them throughout the year Yep. in our podcast. Yep. Um, we're going to, you know, be true to our word. Uh, look forward to, you know, many more shows with you guys. We're going to get heavy into hip hop. We're going to get heavy into what health of a black man uh, and the black community, uh, what that looks like in 2021. We are going to get heavy into relationships, not just marriages, even though we're three men who've been married over 20 years, but we're going to get heavy into that relationship word. And we want you there for the journey. Yes, definitely. My mic sounds nice. My mic sounds nice. My mic sounds nice. This is Aaron signing off. 
heavy. <laughs> That's right. Peace, y'all. Peace, peace. peace.